Hey everyone, thanks for checking out this podcast. Uh, today's guest is Jeremy Goodwin. Uh, Jeremy's been on the podcast before. Uh, he was like episode four, five, something like that. Um, just wanted to have him on again, just just to chat and like check up and update everybody with what Jeremy's doing. He's at 368 and he's doing a lot of stuff like the tattoo project, um, spearheading the whole merch campaign. And today's episode actually got flipped on me because um, he actually started asking me about my story and how I ended up where I am today. So we kind of dove into that. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy. Jeremy, thanks for uh, hopping on the podcast again, dude. Yeah, man. Besides, besides Patrick, you're the second person to be on twice. Oh, nice. Yeah, man. Cool. How was how Patrick? Was, Patrick, my Patrick from three six eight across the street. Patrick. Yes, man. Oh, cool. He's been on it twice. He was like my first episode, and then later on he was. Um, I gotta listen to to those. I didn't. I didn't hear his last time. Are we? Are we live? Oh, we're recording. Cool. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's wild because Patrick's podcasts with me have actually been like the second most listened to podcasts. Oh, nice! And what was, was the first? Uh, Austin Augie. Oh, cool! I think it's either Austin or Jack. Is that the, oh coffee? Not the coffee guy? No, no, no. Uh, Austin's the BMX guy. No, I know Austin. I'm saying the Jack. Didn't you have the Coffee Dan guy on? Cool Man Coffee Dan? Cool Man Coffee Dan? Yes, I did. I did. I was surprised. He's got a big, pretty big following. I'm surprised that's not, that wasn't a major one. but. No, me. Yeah, I'm surprised too. I like Austin <laughs> though. Austin's dope, dude. Um, I tattooed him at the Thanksgiving Creators event. About to sneeze? Oh, I felt, felt it coming on. I guess not. False alarm. <laughs> false alarm. Dude, you've tattooed a bunch of pretty big names out there, man. I have. Uh, luckily, <laughs> I had the opportunity to tattoo some some good people. In 368. And 368 alone, yeah. But, you know, in, in the general world of tattooing as Dude, well. So. In the general world of tattooing, it blew me away to find out that you tattooed Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. Several times, actually. We, we kind of became friends, and she would hit me up uh, every now and then to just get tattooed late night that's wild pop over yeah how did you even get like how did you guys even get connected on that um well she used to kind of hang out slash date a friend of mine gotcha hang out with slash date a friend of mine um and they were they were out late one night and i got a phone call at like 2 30 or 3 o'clock in the morning and I answered the phone. It was just I thought it was bizarre. My buddy was calling me. I was like, "What is he? Is he okay? You know, like what? Why is he calling me at three o'clock in the morning?" You picked up the phone call though. Yeah, I picked up. See, because you're a fucking, you're a good friend. Man. You know how many people I know that won't pick up, just just like just because of that time. Oh yeah, I had to check and make sure my boy was cool. Yeah, exactly. And I picked up the phone and, hello. My buddy was like, he's like, "Yo, I'm with Lindsay Lohan." She wants a tattoo. You want a tattoo her? I was like, I was like, uh, yeah. Send me the address. I'll be right over. <laughs> Just woke up, shot out of bed, got all my stuff together. I went over there. I got there like three, three thirty, something like that in the morning, and hung out. It was 
it was really surreal at first. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go, you know, because I think we're about the same age. And, uh, you know, Mean Girls was huge, like the biggest movie when yeah. I was young in high school, yeah. like around that time. That, and then even growing up watching The Parent Trap, just, I mean, she was like one of the biggest celebrities. Um, so it was kind of, it was what? kind of a little nervous going to meet her for the first time, but, of course, dude. you know, my buddy was there. So once I got there, she was super friendly. And when was this? What year was this? Oh, man, this has got to be like. 2013 14 maybe 2013 or something like that 14 okay so a few years ago uh, but yeah that was cool I mean it was I think after the first 15 minutes it was it just kind of became normal and then she was just Lindsay it was just like the homie you know just another person yeah just another person <laughs> But yeah, dude, I mean, I I have I have really no, like, you've been on this podcast before, you've told your story before, and so I'm just kind of just, like, chopping it up and catching up with you, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is the first time I've actually done a podcast like this, where it's just, like, whatever, like, you're not telling your story, we're kind of just, like, going back and forth. W winging it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I figured, dude, one thing I've been thinking about is... A lot of people have been asking me on Instagram about my story. Yeah. They're all like, oh, man, what uh, what episode has you talking about yourself? And I was like, I actually don't have one. And so I've been thinking about just doing like a solo podcast where I just like talk about like how I got here, how I even. Like I could ask you those questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Tell we me your story. Yeah. <laughs> So I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. Ex <laughs> I mean, we could wing it. We could. We could wing it. Um, no, it's true. I mean, I, I'm. I, I'm curious. I, I know a little bit just from us working together, like a very little bit about you. Yeah, dude. Um, like we've worked together for a while now. Yeah, like almost two years. That's a long time. Yeah, it's crazy that York. now when I think about it, like yeah, I've known you for two years. Yeah, two years. And like I've seen you. At, you were after Dylan, right? Yep. I replaced Dylan as Casey's <laughs> studio manager. Yeah. It always bugged me out sometimes how, like, Casey doesn't shout out his studio managers. Except for Jack. Jack, you know, like, Jack's, like, the most well-known studio. And Oscar. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, the, he was the studio manager for, like, six years, though, or something like that. No, that's true. That's a long time. No, you're right. You're right. Plus, I think that was also his, like, first real one. No? I mean, I'm I know o Oscar was his studio manager or just yeah i think oscar was a studio manager and then uh became like his producer or something like that yeah and he just kept moving up and now oscar is a full-blown filmmaker yeah doing some wild shit I, I actually hit up uh, oscar yesterday and uh i've been i'm planning to have him on the podcast oh he's he'd be great yeah man so i'm excited for that yeah oscar's the man but uh, yeah, wait, Miguel. So how did you get oh, to man, be KC studio manager? This is wild. Um, well, so my whole thing started like, so I used to be a commercial photographer before I worked for Casey. Um, I 
that was a great experience. I, I worked at like this beautiful uh, studio out in Caldwell, New Jersey, and which is where you're f- you're not from Caldwell, but you're from New Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm from New Jersey. I'm not from Caldwell, right. but I I got this opportunity to work with this photographer in Caldwell, New Jersey. Um, how long ago was that? I w- I've been working with Casey for three and a half. Uh, that was like six years ago that I worked as a commercial photographer. The way I got that gig was I had, I remember I just bought like a Canon 5D Mark II. I just bought like serious camera gear. Uh, I was helping, I gave my girlfriend at the time a ride to this. Oh man, that, that sound is just construction. Wow, the mic picks that up. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um, so I, w- I was helping my girlfriend at the time by driving her. She was babysitting uh, like a child model. And so I drove her to Caldwell, New Jersey. Sorry. No, you're good. I drove her to Caldwell, New Jersey um, so that the kid could go to like uh, a photo shoot. And when I went to the photo shoot, the studio was beautiful. It was a, it just blew me away. And the photographer, I noticed, had the same camera as me, same lens, everything. And I walked up to him and I was like, hey, I have the same camera. That's a that's an awesome camera. I love it. Um, do you ever if you ever need any help, please let me know. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, oh, you have the same camera. I was like, yeah. And I, that camera was like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, it's expensive camera. The lens was like fifteen hundred. And he was just looking at me. He's like, oh, you, you have this? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I came back like a, I came back at the end of the day and he was like, hey, come back next week and uh, we'll figure something out. And I came back next week. He offered me a job as like basically like uh, a studio assistant. And then I got along with him really well. And then I got I just kept like getting paid more and more and more. And then I started shooting like I was like his like third string photographer. But for the most part, I would just so like, like shooting commercial stuff. What does that mean? Like, um, you uh, know, packages. Oh, like like our clients were like Bed Bath Beyond, mm-hmm. uh, Toys R Us, Christmas Tree Shop. Mm. Um, so like product, product. It's all yeah. product. So like for it's all like e-commerce or e-commerce, uh, packaging, ads, packaging, ads, all that. Okay. So it's just all like really professional lighting, and that's where I learned. That's where I learned how to like shoot properly and light properly. Nice. So I did that for a while. I started to not like our clients a lot because it would become like very toxic and it would be like they would be really demanding and then the environment wasn't really healthy i guess in in my opinion Mm -hmm. and so at this time um so this is like four years ago now so this is right 2014 2015 um at that point i i'm a fan of casey already i'm a big fan of casey because his video just popped up on my feed on YouTube. Wait, so that in 2014, 15, sorry to interrupt you. That, that no, makes that, that makes you how old? Well, I'm 31 right now. That's something a lot of people don't even know. There you go. You're <laughs> learning more things about Miguel. <laughs> yeah, man. A lot of people don't even... Make time. Yep. A lot of people don't even know that about me. So you would have been about 26, 27. Yeah. And so I started out as a commercial photographer at like 23. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did that for like three or four years? Yeah. 
then we're we're a fan of KC. I'm a fan of KC. We're, we're not liking the clients. No, it's not becoming anymore. toxic. Yep, yep. And then what? And then so I'm a fan of KC at this point, and I'm like, the one video that like really really captivated me was KC's KC's wildly function KC Nice That's wildly functional studio, mm. where it's just a video of his studio and. I think it was I forgot who shot it, but it was like uh, it was a third. I party. remember the video. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. my favorite video of Casey's, mm-hmm. and I was just obsessed with it. Like I would watch it, like every day, constantly. I would just like, just watch it and be like, "Whoa, this guy's studio is so organized. His work ethic is amazing. His thought process, the way he thinks about things, is just so inspiring." And at this point, Mechanical. he had like mechanical. Yeah, man, it blew me away. I remember the thing that that like was really impressive to me was he had this switch, where he had a physical switch that was connected to his computer that would that would uh allow you to play music from his itunes and you could turn on turn on and off his speakers oh yeah yeah yeah. from like the outside from like 201 and 202 and like you could switch the speakers for whatever from whatever's playing on his itunes he could control it on actual switch on his desk yeah so it was just like oh turn the speakers on boom and then like he can control it and have it playing on in the 201 studio uh-huh. or you could switch it and have it playing in 202 nice and i was just like yo that's fucking sick yeah and i was i just became obsessed with that video and i became kind of like obsessed with the idea of of casey and he had this he had at this point he had like three hundred thousand subscribers mm-hmm. and at that point i was just really unhappy on my job and then i just told myself i was like yo i'm gonna go work for casey neistat because, <laughs> sorry for all that noise in the background. That's New York it's, City. It's New York City. It's loud here. <laughs> on, on Broadway. Yeah. And so, and so. So you told yourself you're going to go work for Casey. Yeah, man. And you, 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 at, this, you at this point. Had he it was, in your head. Yeah, I determined. Yeah. And at this point, they were, uh, Casey, I, I watched some of Casey's older videos where he was sh- um, telling people to send him self-addressed envelopes. Mm. with a stamp for the sticker pack for the sticker package and he'll send you sticker packs back right and so he said mail your self-addressed stamped envelopes to 368 broadway suite 201 new york new york 10013 and i was like okay so i have his studio address yeah and so i i quit my job i just quit my job i just told my boss i'm like hey i, I can't I can't do this. Uh, I just want to do other things. He was really bummed out because me and him actually got really close and I became like a, a good friend of his and he became a good friend of mine. Uh, shout outs to Jim. His name is Jim Esposito. Um, so then I take the train. I was living in Westchester at this point. I take the train from Westchester and I go to Casey's studio. I'm so nervous, man. Um, he started vlogging and um, he started vlogging. So then I started seeing more and more of his studio and then I became like a real big fan. And then I got to his studio super nervous about what's going to happen because like you could tie in, you can tie in that. No, it's okay. I was just so seeing how it works. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening. No, no, you're good. You're so good. you get to the studio. No, I get to the studio and I'm super fucking nervous. Don't be nervous now. <laughs> <laughs> I get super fucking nervous because 
I end up like sneaking into the studio. Like I wait for someone to open the door and then I sneak in. Uh huh. This is highly frowned upon. Yeah, nowadays. I was gonna say, don't do, don't, don't try this at home. No, man, anymore. don't do this anymore. This, this is a long time ago. This was before Casey like really, really blew up. Yeah. Um, and so I went upstairs. I went to his. Uh, I went to. Um. Two hundred one. Two hundred one. I saw the door. I like freaked out. I'm like, oh shit, this is Casey's door. Knocked on the door. <laughs> nobody answered. And so I knew that Beam was down the hallway. And so I was just waiting in the hallway, and then I would see people like go in and out. And I went to where i thought beam was from the vlogs which mm-hmm. was like uh 211 mm-hmm. knocked on the door i'm fucking terrified because i'm like yo dude what the fuck am i gonna say these people might get fucking mad at me casey's like casey might be like what the fuck are you doing here you're trespassing and so i knock on the door matt hackett opens the door and i'm like hey my name is miguel matt Sorry. is is casey's old business partner for beam, for beam. yeah he's the co-founder of yeah, beam. yeah he's the co-founder of beam with casey and so I knock on the door. Matt Hackett opens the door. I give him my little pitch where I'm like, oh, my name's Miguel. Sorry to, intru- sorry to intrude. I don't mean to bother you, but I just really want to surround myself with people like you. And I just want to see if I can do anything. If there's any position open and I would I would do whatever it takes, blah, 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 blah. So Matt just tells me, oh, Casey's not here. Uh, shoot him an email. And on Casey's website, it says, Strict. Uh, it says specifically, don't email me about job inquiries <laughs> for like so, for like soliciting work. Uh, and I tell Matt that, and Matt's like, "Oh no, 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 Casey will look at it." And I was like, "Uh, okay." And so he's, I felt like, "Oh, he's just shooing me away." Right. And so I go home, pretty defeated. Uh, send the email, nothing happens. I come back a week later, and I get back into the building. And at this point, I can hear Casey in his studio. I hear him. And so I'm waiting. I wait in the stairwell. That's like kind of next to his studio. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out at this point. <laughs> like, yo, I'm so fucking nervous. I can't even like properly explain or get across like my, my feelings. I was terrified. And out of nowhere, Casey finally comes. Like, I forgot how long I waited there. It felt like a really long time. Mm-hmm. But Casey comes through the stairwell, racing down the stairs. And I just go, hey, Casey. He stops. He's like, yo. And I was like, hey, my name is Miguel. I'm like running downstairs. I'm like, hey, my name is Miguel. You don't know me. I'm sorry to intrude. Um, I had like I had like 10 seconds to talk with him. I'm yeah. like, oh, my name is Miguel. Uh, I'm sorry to intrude. I, I, I don't mean to impose, but I, I would love to just work for you. If there's any way possible, I just want to surround myself with the, with the right people. And I want to. I want to do whatever it takes. I just want to be a part of your team, blah, 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 blah. I remember he like touches my shoulder. He was like, Miguel, I'm running really late for a meeting right now. <laughs> Classic, and Casey. He was, and he was like, and I was like, okay. And he was like, I have to go. And I was like, all right. And he's running down the stairs. He's like, oh, um, you should get in contact with Jack though. And I was like, Okay. How do I get in contact with Jack? And he's almost out the door already. He's like, I don't know, man. Figure it out. And just leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. I failed. I had my my 15 seconds with him and nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, fuck. How do I get in contact with Jack? What do I do from here? I'm in the stairwell just thinking about this shit. And then this guy comes through the, through the door. And I was like, hey, man, um, are you Jack? And he was like, yeah, I'm Jack. Oh, shit. And I was just like, oh, uh, I just spoke with Casey. He told me to talk to you. I'm trying to work with you guys and trying to see uh, if, if there's any any way that I can get on your team. 
And Jack was like, yeah, man, I'm about to get lunch. Just come walk with me. And so we're walking and talking. And he was just like, yeah, man, shoot me an email. Send me a resume. And uh, we'll take it from there. And I'm like, okay. This is all on, like, my Instagram story. So I have, like, an Instagram story that says, like, uh, 368. And it, it, it shows the email that I, I sent Jack. Oh. And then Jack's response. Mm-hmm. Um, here, let me even... Let me see if I could pull this shit up. But yeah, it's so then I sent Jack the email. And here. Sorry guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Nope, not that one. Are you feeling a little some of the emotions that you're feeling? Yo, it's crazy. Then right now telling the story. <laughs> so here here's the here's the email. It's uh dated May eighth, twenty fifteen. I go, Hey Jack. My name is Miguel. I'm the guy that spoke with you in the stairwell of your building. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me last Friday. I came into your building that day determined to speak with Casey about working for you guys. I had a speech planned out for Casey in my head. When I got the chance to speak with him, which only lasted about 30 seconds, he was running really late and told me to get in contact with you, a task I had no idea how to accomplish. And who should I see but you walking down the stairwell shortly after? Man, it's so embarrassing to like read this kind of Why? No, it's not. It's great. It's a, what do you mean? It's a beautiful story. <laughs> I really wow. wanted to introduce myself in person to make an impression, which is why I decided to come to the studio and try to meet you guys. I came to the studio a week before and spoke with Matt, who told me to email Casey. I'm sure Casey gets tons of emails and mine got overlooked, so I figured I needed to, I needed to try going to the studio again, which is when I spoke with you. I was very nervous both times, but knew that if I wanted to work... With you guys, I just need to go out and do it. I'm a big fan of Casey's work. His dedication, creativity, work ethic, and philosophies are highly inspirational to me. I want to surround myself with with successful and like-minded people. Thank you for giving me the chance to present myself in my resume. Jack responds, Hi, Miguel. We're not hiring at the moment, but might be looking for some help with janitorial duties in the coming weeks. Someone to open and clean the studios in the morning and make sure everything is organized and ready to go. This position includes absolutely no interaction with Casey. It's where I got my start and a way to prove yourself to the team. Let me know if this is something that interests you. We need someone local to the area who can get in at 8.30 a.m. and stick around until at least 5 p.m. Pay starts at $10 an hour. After two months, if you're doing a good job, we'll have a, we'll have a performance review and pay can go up from there. But, but you will also be let go immediately if you fail to work to the office standards. Best, mm-hmm. Jack. <laughs> and then so, so I was like, as soon as I heard that, they're looking for somebody, even if it's janitorial duties and yeah. even if it's $10 an hour. Right. He was like, let me know if you're interested. And I was like, oh, of course I'm interested. I'm so down. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, this is this kind of the classic, uh, <laughs> mail room start, uh, yeah, to, you know, in the basement, you yeah. gotta just do it. You gotta, you know, janitorial duties, is the same thing, you know, pay yeah. a little dues, yep. see your work ethic. Like, yeah. you know, you're not bigger than, you know, mopping floors, no, sweep, I, cleaning up. Till this, you know? day, till Nobody. this day, till this day I'm not. Of course. Till this day I'm not. That's just a good, that's just good work ethic. And then dude, like he went, f- and then Casey just went from like 300,000 subscribers to just within that year, just blew up to a million. Mm-hmm. And then now he's at 10 million. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I just got in. <laughs> so you moved. You, at the you, right time. You moved, um, you you got the job doing the janitorial duties. Oh, and nobody you should not do this anymore. Like nobody that was like Yeah, no. The that, perfect time that was just perfect timing. It just happened to be the right place at the it, right it, time. It won't ever happen like that again. No, 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 no. <laughs> Somebody else tried to do that like last year and it Casey even made a video about it and embarrassed I remember. Them. Yeah, like dude, you can't don't tra- don't trespass. That's mm. trespassing. Don't do that, guys. <laughs> Anybody listening and like don't don't do that. 
Um, it, it bugs me out because when I really think about it, it's like I'm the one fan that got through. You know what I mean? Because like, there's a lot of people that wait out there now. No, I, I know. It's But again, timing, right place, right time. Yeah, and, and the right re- approach. The reason why. I, it's different. I was talking to Jack about it and I was like, oh, why'd you choose me? Like, what happened? And he was telling me, he was like, oh, well, he was working as the studio manager and working and managing Bean. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that and he had an intern that was about to go back to school. And so he was just looking for somebody to just basically take work off of his plate. Yeah, yeah. It's like lighten his workload a little exactly, bit. Exactly, because... And it, it he's just, doing two jobs. Yeah, he's doing he's doing two jobs, and he just needed somebody. Did you have Jack on the show yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did, okay. I did, I did, All right, I did. that's good. I want to get him on again, man. Um, yeah, Jack's the man. We yo, love Jack. He, he is, dude. Jack is the man. He's doing his thing. Um. Okay. Cool. So you you started. You got uh. You got in on the ground floor. You started doing uh. Or, or not on the ground floor, but whatever. Um, ground floor beam at least. Right. Yeah. 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 So, but you started doing, before that. Janitorial duties. Yeah, man. I would just Jack, clean the studio. And clean the studio. Clean up beam. Right. And then and then you became like you were responsible for so, opening up two oh one. So so then it went from me being an intern, basically. Mm-hmm. And then there was a whole bunch of other interns there too. Like, mm-hmm. it was like a whole cycle. Sure. And all of those other interns would would show up. Excuse me. All those other interns would show up and and be a fan and say they want to do the work and say they want to work there. But then, dude, it's a lot of work. I remember. It's a lot of work, man. And I think think a lot of people just underestimate how much work, like, maintaining that studio and how demanding it is. Um, And so they quickly, like, stopped showing up. phased out. Oh, quickly. Quickly stopped showing, showing up. And then, so I went from intern to i got promoted to uh casey studio manager mm-hmm. and then i also so i was i was managing casey studio i was also managing beam so when beam started though you kind of stopped being casey studio manager no I no was, i was i was his studio manager. so when did dylan uh when did dylan take over as the studio manager okay so how did that happen? So we were because we've had Dylan on the show. Well, we you've had yeah, Dylan yeah, yeah, on the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. too. Yo, right? dude, this is wild. It's like it's like it's like you're you're asking me questions and and it's bugged out. You, dude, you you just started your own podcast too recently. I did. You know, so. <laughs> I did start my own, co- but I don't even ask people questions on my podcast. I was doing what we what our plan was, where I just I invite them uh, to come sit down and then. There's no game plan. We just wing it and and kind of just go with the flow. Different topics come up. Yep, and then just rock it. Yeah, and I mean, if I don't, there's really nothing. There's no agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the best. I Which think. is nice. I mean, yeah, I mean, some that's not all like gonna be like edge of your seat, the most interesting no. thing you've ever heard. But it's but wrong. it's a little bit of uh, yeah, it's a little bit of insight into some, you know. Topics, characters, people, and it's different raw, places. Dude. Yeah, it's it's raw. It's off. It's freestyle. So, um, I don't know. I just I think it's better that way. It's it feels it feels more natural, more organic. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, but but even this, like you know, you were kind of talking about telling your story, and it's Yo, interesting. It's like we we'll just go with it. People have been asking. It's it's 
And I was just like, oh, okay. I'll, I mean, maybe that was good. That was a good little intro. <laughs> I want to know how you, how you, so, what, what inspired you to come up with a podcast. Okay. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get into all that. So, <laughs> so, um, so I became, I was Casey's intern and then I was Casey's, I became Casey's studio manager. Dude, my first interaction, let me, my first interaction with Casey was fucking nuts. <laughs> so like, okay. So he had his other intern there. Um, and what he was in charge of doing was making a French cleat for a TV that Casey just freshly painted because Casey wanted it to be hung up to be like the big people. Uh-huh. Um, and so for people that don't know, Casey has a GoPro that's drilled into his door. That's his peephole. And it's connected to a huge plasma TV, which just serves as like a big, big right peephole. next to the door, right next to the door. So you can see exactly who's behind the door on yeah. a giant TV. Yeah. That's rotated. <laughs> that's rotated 90 degrees. Yeah. So, so it's like in portrait mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, this, uh, this intern Juan, shout out to Juan, man, dude, he's dope. He, he taught me a lot. Um, <laughs> Juan, Juan was in charge of putting the French cleat onto the back of the TV. And so what, what I had to do was Juan had to leave. And he was like, hey, Miguel, I have to leave. Uh, can you just take care of this? And I was just like, yeah, sure. What do I need to do? He's like, you just need to drill holes on the wood and attach it to the back of the TV and hang it up. I'm like, okay, no problem. I had no idea how to do that <laughs> shit. No idea. I mean, also a French cleat, for, for those of you that, that don't know or aren't familiar what a French cleat is tell them it's uh it, it's a, it's a method of hanging heavy, pictures heavy and, and, and heavy uh things onto the wall it's like a a piece of wood two pieces of wood one that goes on the wall one that goes on the object and there's like 45 degree angles cut at four up opposite 45 degree angles so the one uh you know they lock into each other yeah and the one on the wall uh you know the 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 45 degree angle comes off the wall it doesn't run with the wall obviously no, it would no, slide no. off yeah. so then you put the other side on the whatever object it is and then they they hook into each it's also a french hook as yeah. well that's what it's called but so uh, <laughs> so casey just freshly painted this t uh spray painted this tv juan had it on the floor already and i was just trying to make the measurements of where i'm gonna cut where I'm going to drill the hole so it'll fit perfectly on the TV. Into the TV. You're into drilling the, into the TV, the back of the TV. You know how you know how like the back of the TV has screws, like screw holes? Oh, for like uh, I guess so they could screw into for the mounts. Yeah. yeah, same thing. Yeah, and so like you just have to get like generic nuts right. or generic bolts, sorry. Right. And then just fucking make make it fit. Mhm. Mm and so it's already on the floor and I just take over. This is my first like this is my first day. Mhm. Mm and so it's on the floor. I'm just like taking measurements and the tv's moving a little bit and i'm like putting wood against it i'm like okay how, how do i make sure that the the holes on the back of the tv translate this is inside also 201 right yeah casey's okay. studio okay. casey's main studio cool so i'm like okay i so took the measurements there. of the the holes in the back of the tv and i'm trying to figure out how to transport that onto wood and know exactly the right the right measurements for that and then so casey comes in while i'm doing this i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing and you haven't met him yet i haven't met him no, like, I only stairwell. Stairwell. That's right, it. That's right. it. That's right. it. That's, right. it. That's yeah. it. And then like Casey comes in, he looks at me, he looks at the TV, it's on the floor, and he goes up to me, he goes, You know, I just spray painted this, right? And I was like, Oh. And he lifts it up and he was like, Why is it on the floor? And he lifts it up and it was like scratching against the floor. And I was like, Oh uh. and I, I didn't know what to say because I was like, That wasn't me. Yeah. I just I just came here to like Juan put that on the floor. <laughs> And like, 
He just told me to like take over and try to put the wood on. And then Casey just looked at me, shook his head, and went to like the back of his office. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Yo, I'm and- sorry. No, no. But I know that's like, I know that. It's like intense. Dude, and then, and then out of nowhere, like within like two minutes, Jack comes in. He was like, Miguel, come here. And I was like, okay, word. I come up to him and I was like, yo, uh, Casey just like kind of got mad. He, like the TV scratched, but that wasn't me, dude. That was Juan. And Jack was like, no, no, man, dude. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't worry. I'll talk to Casey. I'll talk to Casey. And I, I like, I had to do something else. And then that was my first interaction with fucking Casey <laughs> Neistat. And then like, I found out like, uh, <laughs> Casey wasn't happy with it, but Jack kind of stuck up for me. And Jack was like, oh no, man, that's not Miguel's fault. You know, like, uh, like give him another chance. And the third day, this is a, like, <laughs> Dude, the third day. Third um, interaction or third day? Third day working. There, okay. Jack asks me to install a air conditioner on 201's window, but like not the bottom windows, like the top window. Oh, no. And these are like 15 foot windows. Oh my God. And you're also on the, the second floor. And we're on the second floor on Broadway. So this is like... On Broadway. Yeah. There's like people walking in the sidewalk directly yeah. below. And K&M is below yeah, you. Yeah, these are glass windows. These are glass windows. Yeah. The, the air conditioner probably weighs like 75 pounds. Oh yeah. And I'm like, how, how am I going to how am I gonna <laughs> get on this? How am I going to how am I gonna pull this off? And I'm like, okay, whatever. There's, there's like a... There's a desk in front of that window. So... I'm like, Jack, I need help with this, dude. I don't know how to do this. And Jack's like, yeah, no problem. We'll, we'll figure this out. So on top of the desk, we put like one of those like old like school chairs. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm standing on that. And we're putting this air conditioner on like the top window on a 15 foot window. Because oh, like those windows, like you could you could push them open. Yeah. And so like they kind of like slide. Uh, they slide out. Yeah. They, it's like hinged at the top. Yeah. It's hinged at the top and they slide out. And so we I put a piece of wood at the top to kind of like drill a piece of wood on the top onto this metal frame. So it'll kind of like act as a lip so that the AC will not slip out. Go through. Exactly. So you put it on the outside of the window. Inside of the window. On the inside of the window. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can't, I can't get it from the outside. I can't. Or I just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> anyway, so it acts like a lip. And then, so me and Jack, Jack's helping me. We're putting it in. We're getting it up. It's happening. It's happening. And then the air conditioner like tilts forward. And then the back of the air conditioner presses up against the window pane. And then the glass shatters. Oh, no. And then the glass shatters and it just falls onto people on Broadway. Oh, no. And then Jack's like, oh, shit. And then Jack's like, <laughs> Jack's like, yo, go downstairs and, and see if, everything, if, if everything's fine. I'm like, okay, fuck. I run downstairs. And as soon as I get to the front door, dude, Casey's outside. Oh, no. Casey's outside with Josh. Josh <laughs> oh, Frank. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, yo, there's this guy. There's this guy that's saying, like, oh, glass fell on me. I'm bleeding. Oh, fuck, no. And then, like, dude, Casey opens the door, and he just sees me, and he just shakes his head and walks past. Oh, no. And I was like, yo, what the fuck, <laughs> dude? What the fuck? And, aye, aye, aye. again, Jack stood up for me and saying that, like, it was really like he, he stood up for me and and, and uh, held me down, and said, "No, man, Miguel's a good worker. Let's uh, let's uh, let's let's keep him around." So shout outs to Jack, dude, for like always looking out for me. He always looked out for me, but I would I would come in like super early and just get whatever that whatever that has to get done, and that shit would get done. Yeah, you were motivated, disciplined. 
Yeah, I, you I, showed up. I really you showed up. I really wanted to change my life, dude. I was like a hooligan before all that. Like I was a, yeah, I was I was up to no good. This kid was up to no good. Yeah, dude, up to no good. But then so I was Casey's intern, and then I got promoted to his studio manager, and then uh, I eventually became Beam's office manager, mm-hmm. while I was Casey's studio manager. And so I, I got really spread thin at that point because I was managing two spaces. Um, and then after that, Casey uh, sat me down and he told me that he wanted me to put all my focus onto, onto Beam. And like, and like he was going to bring somebody else to be his studio manager. He was like, yeah, I, w- I want you to fully move over to Beam and put all your efforts into it. Your your focus is just in two places, and it should be in one. I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. And that's where I met Dylan. And then so Casey – Dylan at Beam or he brought Dylan in he brought to Dylan take in, in over yeah, – I mean, Yeah, it's to take over to, as a studio manager. Right. Dude, I felt some sort of way when I, when that first happened. I, like, I came in, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? And Casey was like, oh, yeah, Miguel, I just want you to show him around the studio and like show him how, to, how stuff works around here. And I was just like, damn – this is before him like sitting me down and telling me what's happening. Right. So I was just like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" And so I like I was I taught Dylan, I showed him everything. So yeah, trained him. He yeah, and took, it, took, took him through the yeah, and the then ropes. K- and then Casey told me about like how he wants me to like. Okay, so it was focus a little. On, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He, he was like, "Yeah, I want you to really focus on Beam." And so I became Beam's office manager. Um, what, what did that entail? Just kind of like making sure the everything. office was clean, and stocked, and Stock, whatever sure. needed to be done. Yeah, at that point we were we building were stuff, building desks, with everything. So everything at Beam, everything that was there, dude, like I put together. Yeah, like anything that was on the walls, all the desks, uh, the computers, anything that had to get done, anything, anything that was all me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a few interns that that helped me out too. Shout outs to like Ariel, Kevin, and um, fuck, I can't remember his, this one other kid's name. Fuck, I feel bad. Anyway, um, Riker, that's his name. <laughs> Ariel, Kevin, and Riker. Yo, those, those interns were, uh, were dope. So they helped me out. Um, and then from there, Beam gets acquired by CNN. Mm-hmm. Dude, that whole, I, like, looking back at it, that, that whole fucking journey was wild it's a movie dude yo we went out i remember like we were all feeling the pressure of like we were almost running out of money and like everybody kind of knew it and then we all went to dr (laughs) for like for like team bonding and that was dope yo i I love i love all the people at b man those those guys were like those guys were my family and i spent the last three years of my life i spent most of my time with them um yeah, it was crazy. And then we were running out of money and everybody knew it. And then all of a sudden we got acquired by CNN. And then like shit just ramped up from there. And then so I was still office manager. And I remember all the people at CNN were this guy, Jason at CNN. He was like, oh, so he comes in and he's like, he's like uh, the head of like um, business operations. So he's like, oh, so who are your vendors? Who are your cleaners? Who does this? Who your contractors? Who does that? Blah 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 blah. And I was like, like, oh, I was like, yo, that's me. And he was like, what do you mean that's you? I was like, oh, that's all me. Like I, I do all that. He was like, oh shit, that's crazy. And then me and him kind of hit it off. Cause he's like, Jason is the more. I always said this, like Jason's the more professional version of me. 
mm. in like a larger scale and i was like always ask him like yo dude how, how'd you market yourself to, to be like that mm-hmm. but anyway um so then i was working working and i remember like i was kind of like up in the air like me and jack were kind of up in the air because they didn't know where to put us like in the team and then so jack gets a position as a producer and i get promoted to from like office manager my my new job became an associate producer for beam and dude it, it was just unreal it was just unreal because that whole opportunity was given to me by by someone just that was willing to give me a shot and i went from like making ten dollars an hour to me making the most money i've ever made like ever in my life and like my career and it all came from me just like knocking on this dude's door and it just always bugs me out because even when i think about it even with but the, you took action though yeah, yeah yeah you did that with and it bugs me out a little because when i think about it with even the commercial photography job it's the same situation you where, took action there too yeah where i was like oh i just went up and just like asked mm-hmm. and like you'd be surprised that's something i've learned is you'd be surprised what you can get by just asking mm-hmm. and then it's just it's crazy to me how people always ask like oh how did you know casey was gonna blow up i was like dude i had no idea casey was gonna blow up all i knew is i liked it <laughs> i liked his work ethic and i was like yo if if i want to there was like a this is like a big transition in my life where i was like trying to really really change my life from like being a hooligan that wasn't doing anything to like somebody that really wanted to be a healthy very positive and productive person have purpose yeah and and it just fucking blew the fuck up and it was wild and then i think you said something that's pretty um under undervalued um but surrounding yourself with people, the right people, is not really difficult, um, but it's super important. Dude, that's something I'm really realizing. I, I think that more and more. Um, you know, you are the company that you keep. Yeah. And uh, I, I preach this all the time, uh, not in a preachy way, but in just a you know, if people ask me questions or whatever, I, I have a lot to attribute to. For me, I think being good at surrounding myself with people that I want to be like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that, and I, and I learned, you know, that just through different things, you know, physical, like sports, like skateboarding or basketball or, um, you know, even drawing or art. It's, it's like if you are skating with somebody who's a better skateboarder than you, then it makes you a better skateboarder because you watch them, you learn from them, you know, you pick up and see things that you might not. Yep. Uh, so anyway, the kind of those qualities, if you you kind of activate that in your life or you, you know, you, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You, uh, apply. Yeah that same mentality to your, to your life, your work ethic, your, your, the group of people that you choose to spend your time around. Um, I think you'll see that your life starts to change. Dude. I I said, who did I say this to? I said this to Jordan and stuttered the other day. There's this quote by a samurai. He says, know the way broadly and you'll see it in all things. 
you know what i mean like yo you can apply that you can apply everything to everything yeah you can apply anything to everything mm-hmm. it's like dude casey and jack completely changed my life yeah like completely changed my life i went from but i think the reality is that you changed your life thank you uh yeah yeah no no definitely of course (laughs) i think it is yeah i mean people have uh roles to play and the opportunities often are given but you made opportunities for yourself yeah you know i think that uh you recognize that you wanted a change in your life yeah and this was what you in your mind came up with was going to be uh, a way to do it yeah and it was the right way do you think one, one of the right ways i mean those are great people to have around Yo, you know and, and like to, what people that we'd want to be like i and, and and i know these people you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i know them i have their like their phone numbers yeah and i can i can reach out to them it, it's crazy because like I, i've always been like people have always like kind of shitted on me for wanting to like um change your life no 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 not change my life but like when i first picked up a camera like people's parents were like like my ex-girlfriend's parents were like oh you're, you're trying to get into cameras like you know how hard it is to to do something with that and i'm like yo whatever you know i remember like they saw me when i was at my girlfriend's house one time and they saw me they saw me like working on um like a video and i was like really into it and they're like oh you look like you're really working hard and like they were kind of like uh sarcastic about it mm-hmm. and i was like what what the fuck what like what do you mean by that and like i am working hard but to them it's just like you know it's not a nine to five so that's not like work and like i remember just starting out doing shit for free doing like shooting for restaurants for free and i had no idea what the fuck i was doing uh doing weddings like for fucking two hundred dollars a wedding type shit and i found myself from somebody that had no idea how to get into this whole world of cameras and dslrs and making videos and i got really inspired by devin supertramp casey neistat uh freddie w these youtube guys i was like oh shit these guys can fucking do it and and they do it with very minimal equipment i mm-hmm. could do this shit yeah and it went from that to like i somehow am am in i'm somehow in the center of like the most creative area in new york city now regarding youtube which is arguably now mainstream which is what everybody wants to be with video mm-hmm. and now video is so fucking important mm-hmm. and it, it just blows me away it just when i really like even just talking about it and recalling everything that's happened and and like how everything started it just bugs me out to even think that i'm even here with my own studio right now in this po- talking to you on on my podcast yeah it bugs me out. Yeah. And what bugs me out even more is, dude, people listen to this podcast. Like, people, like, hit me up. And like, hey, man, dude, that great podcast, man. Thanks for sharing. I really love it. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, but your your dreams are becoming realized. Yeah. You know, but it's it's like the thing, uh, you know, of you wanted it. You worked towards it. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? No, for real, though. And then real. when you realize, I, I, it's just hard work. And and persistence, you know, nothing happens overnight. You chip no. away every day. No. Somebody told me, what, did I tell you this quote what? the other day that what? I thought was really cool? Is that um, uh, people forget that uh, even if you crawl, you're still moving forward. 
No, dude, that's 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 for I, real. Though. I mean, I thought that was so great, and it's like that's so true, you know. And, and baby steps, like all these cliches, they're cliches for a reason. But it's like, you know, even if every day it's a little something to push your um, dream forward or your passion or whatever it is, in this one little thing a day, yeah, you've made progress. You've continued to go in that direction. Yeah, you know, I, I think. Um, as be- long as you stay stay toward, with something and you're consistent. We always talk about consistency. Yo, that's the name of the game, dude. Consistency. You know, that's that's the name of the game. That's with anything. With exercise, anything, with anything. health, with work. Anything. With any- anything. You just got to keep going. Keep doing it. Dude, I had I had no idea how to build anything yeah. when I first started working for Casey. And then now, like, I'm pretty confident at, like, like I didn't know how to even read a measuring tape properly. Like right. that's embarrassing to, to like admit, but that's not really. Most people don't know how to read a measuring tape. Dude, I had no idea, and so I had to like Google. Like, dude, Google was my best friend. Yeah. Jack was always telling me like, "Yo, dude, just Google it. Just Google things. Google things." Yeah. And that's how Jack figured shit out. Of course. And I dude, mean, that, that was something that I, actually that that also sets people apart. Instead yeah, of like, dude. oh, how do I do this? How do I do that? Figure it out. Yo, yes. I'm, figure I'm, it out. Yo, I'm glad <laughs> that you. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something. That's something that working for Casey I've never experienced anywhere else where Casey would Casey would tell me he's like yeah man um you're a smart person you can figure this out yeah this is what I need to get done um I don't have time to hold your hand through it no dude no <laughs> no nobody was there to ever hold my hand with shit and Jack would give me advice and like I would reach out to Oscar mm-hmm. and like he would give me his advice which was the same I think thing that Casey <laughs> told Oscar yeah, in, in one of the videos. Yeah, it was like Oscar had no idea how to do something. Casey was like, "You're a bright young man. Like yeah. figure it out." <laughs> yeah, man. Like figure it out and, and yeah. like get to it, man. And then, like, dude, being in that environment totally changed my life because it's it builds your critical thinking skills, and mm-hmm. that's something that I really look look up to Jack for and Oscar for and Casey for. I was just like, "Yo, these guys' critical thinking skills are." off the charts Mm -hmm. off the charts like yo you can give jack anything and he'll make it happen Mm -hmm. dude he was even able to (laughs) he somehow figured out a way to get uh like documents notarized without casey being there yeah yeah well you know we (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Uh... no no but like he, he figured out a way for like no, I with. know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Dude, that shit is crazy. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a way. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, man. And, you know. Damn, my bad, Jack. I don't know. No. <laughs> I don't know like that. <sighs> nah, it's all right. I mean, I don't think any, yeah. no, any, any anybody going to. We ain't worried about that. But yeah, no, no. That, that's that's <laughs> long still, gone, dude. That's long gone. I get it, what you're saying. The, uh, you know. Just, just figuring it out. Not taking no for an answer. No. Figuring out another way. Yeah. If there's an obstacle, like work around it. Just find a solution. Yeah. Just yeah. There's no There's no problem. No. There's man. only solutions. And dude, I've I've always felt that like working in that environment, I've always felt like I've it's it's like working in like a I don't know if you watch Dragon Ball Z, but it's like working mm-hmm. in a hyperbolic time chamber where it's just like you have like a weighted vest on and I'm like running around doing shit. And I'm always just like, Oh man, if I was to ever work anywhere else, dude, it's like that vest just gets taken off and I'm just, well, yeah, I mean, I think that most of the, most of the people in that environment, which I, I used to also work 
as Casey's studio yeah, manager. Yeah, exactly. No, so you know so the deal. So we have a language. You know I mean? There's like a language around that. You yeah, know? man, you know but, the deal, dude. But I don't think anybody in that environment is not like hyper-functioning, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, like multitask, yep. uh, just kind of this... this I think hyper-functioning is, is the most accurate way to describe it because you have to do so many things. You have to keep track of so many things. You are you know have to stay organized. You uh, have to... And nobody's holding attention, your hand, Attention dude. to detail, you know. And nobody's like, telling you what to do. No. Dude, it, it's nuts. It's like, I remember the biggest task for working for Casey was like, dude, renovating his whole studio. Yeah. Like a lot of people don't know that, but like that was me that renovated his whole studio. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I had to put up like his monitor wall yeah so that was all like just sheetrock yeah and for monitors to be put on the wall casey was like oh yeah but make that whole wall plywood i'm like okay i'm like dude so i'm a small asian man you know what i mean and, and then, like yo i had to put so that wall is is made up of three three or four full four by sh- eight sheets of plywood yes dude three so, quarter inch three quarter inch the big boy bl- shit yeah dude and there's nobody there besides me yeah and so like i had to put one the first one was easy put the first one down bam nail that into the screw that into the studs mm-hmm. second one it's a little tall so i it's eight feet tall the second one it's it's, it's four you're, feet tall now well no because you you're doing four feet is high eight feet goes this way right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so then the next one is another four feet eight you get a yeah, screw no, eight you're right. feet up in yeah, the air yeah, yeah you're right you're absolutely right so then and that's me by myself on like this a telescoping ladder that I have to like put up against the wall <laughs> and it's like it can slide nobody's holding that ladder T- the, the who's holding the plywood do, me you know no, what I, I mean? know, <laughs> no, it's I, like... know <laughs> I know I know and it's just like so I put that up bam drill that into the studs with one hand I'm holding that shit with one hand drilling that to the studs and yeah. then do the third people piece don't of even pl- know no they don't dude, have any idea no in no way that we could tell them when they have even no, a reference dude. <laughs> exactly they'll be like what what what, what? Yeah, plywood what four by eight whatever like dude do that by yourself let me see you fucking also that sheet of plywood weighs like yo dude no joke 70 pounds no no and i'm on a ladder and it's huge and awkward yeah and i'm on a ladder (laughs) not Not even like an a ladder, a frame ladder it's a telescoping ladder where i have to like lean it against the wall dude anyway but yeah dude that that job that whole it's good training it's just like it's like male for life for life dude like boot camp yes and like i I saw brain boot camp i saw that it directly had an effect on every other part of my life mm-hmm. like i would chill with my friends and chill with other people and like problems would come up and i would just be like oh that's not a problem do like i'll deal with that and yeah. it's just like think of solutions yeah and not man. get no not, not get flustered or get caught up in shit yeah just like oh could do it like get rid of it move on yeah like, like what's the deal Did, get that, over it that's yeah. the deal okay yeah keep it moving figure it out not be negative that's no, the other no. thing positive mental attitude pma dude being positive shouts out to pma <laughs> <laughs> but not even just being positive it's like being positive but then like r- like really meaning it you know what i mean like yeah. being genuine because i feel like a lot of a lot of people are positive just because it's kind of like trending you know what I no mean? I, not even in that case i mean in terms of putting up plywood like not being like oh this is impossible Oh I can't God. do this. Dude, but Being was... positive in the way that it's just like, okay, even if this is hard and even if I fail, that didn't work. I got to figure something else out. Dude, there was so... And there's a way. Dude, it's there's... like with with anything. There's you know I mean? so Figure many, it out. There were so many times where I was just like, 
almost on like the verge of crying at yeah. the studio I'm like yo what am I doing here <laughs> like yo it's the weekend I need to get this shit done time is ticking all of a sudden it's 8pm on a Saturday night and I'm at the studio you know what I mean and I, and I got there at like 10, 10 in the morning yeah. and I'm like fuck I'm like rushing shit to- has to be done yo dude that's such <laughs> the a the floor has to be repainted yo that's a crazy <laughs> feeling it's so stressful but you know, like I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits. From I that. think yeah. I mean, I think it built a lot of moral and and character fiber. Fiber. Yeah, and, it's and then, fiber. And then that's the thing too is like you know the deal because like I'm talking to you and like you've been there. Yeah. You know the deal, and like, it's 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 just an it was just an amazing opportunity. Oh, so to wrap up that story, um, <laughs> to wrap up that story with how, so uh, Beam gets acquired. I become a, an associate producer. Blah blah blah. Beam gets swallowed, in, absorbed, absorbed. In, absorbed into CNN. Mm-hmm. Which, Re- does it still exist? Yeah, it does. It does. They're it's doing just their thing in CNN office. It's in. Uh, they're the biggest part of CNN Digital now. They're like the biggest thing in CNN Digital. And then, so they they're still creating. They have the the Beam YouTube channel. Yep. They're still doing Beam News. Yep. Yep. All that. Yep. It's still happening. Yep. It's still happening. And I just I, separate entity yep. completely now from Casey and Matt. Is Matt yep. still involved or no. No. No, no? no, no, no. They just sold it and it's done. Yep. Now okay. it's completely done. And um, so there was three people when there was three people that got let go when that happened. It was our new executive producer, Jack, and me. Um, Jack made a video about it, and that shit went viral. Mm. Um, and I remember when I found the news, like, dude, I was devastated because I was just like, yo, these people have no idea you guys were there from the ground from from the beginning and and it gets and then it gets absorbed and and you get kick you guys out everybody at the beam on the beams like tech team was really upset because they were like no you know like jack and miguel are like essential to like our culture yeah and so they were really trying hard to like work out a deal where we're included Mm -hmm. and unfortunately like things didn't work out that way and i remember the last days of beam Everybody was kind of having their one-on-one meetings with Casey and Matt and everybody. Um, I thanked Matt and I thanked him for like basically giving me the opportunity and like how much it affected my life and it changed my life. Uh, I had my one-on-one with Casey. It's crazy because like going into the job, I thought I'd like become Casey's friend. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, I'm looking forward to this. I was like, oh man, me and him will have a cool relationship. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, Casey's my boss. Yeah. And he needs to get shit done. And there's you like, guys a... just yeah, work together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then so like, that always bummed me out a little bit, but it is what it is. Right. And then it was interesting because like when I went away from being his studio manager, I felt our relationship change a little where he was more like, a little more friendly to me when mm-hmm. I was more just at beam. Right. Cause like, I was like, Oh, now that I'm not really like working under you or working for you, mm-hmm. like directly, mm-hmm. you, he like kind of changed a little bit like yeah. for the better in like relationship wise. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I had my one-on-one with Casey and the first thing I said, I was like, Hey Casey, f- first and foremost, dude, I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks for like basically like just, Everything, 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 everything. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, yo, man, you know, you're the first person to really say that. And, and he was telling me how, like, he was like, oh, you have the right attitude. You have a great head, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, hey, I don't know what you're planning on doing, but if you're interested, I'm, 
I'm starting this whole new project here in the same space. I got the lease. It's under my name. Uh, and I'm, and I want you to be a part of it. He was like, I want you to manage the space. Are you interested? And I was like, yeah, dude, of course. And he was like, the pay's not going to be that much. Not as much as CNN was paying. He was like, but you could work with any of the creators that come through here, collab with them and, you know, we'll figure it out. And I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm game. And then later on that project became 368. And yeah. And then I was running 368's whole operation for a bit as a studio manager up until recently a week ago. See, and not a lot. Nobody even really knows that either. Yeah, three six eight three six eight hasn't even turned one yet. Yeah, three six eight's gonna turn one soon. I think in April. Yeah, and then so like that's another thing is, so. like, I recently put in my two weeks notice at three six eight. And the reason for that is, it just didn't work out the way I thought it would. Yeah, well, I mean, also I think that you're just your your career is starting to. To grow and and you got things going on your podcast yeah and um and and other stuff that you're working on so I mean I think everything is cool um, oh no it's very cool of course yeah yeah um and yeah three I had fun working with you at three six eight that was really great yeah dude I'm a little sad that you're not there anymore but uh, dude I'm right across the street of course though. yeah we're here <laughs> across the street but um yeah that's a I mean that's a good story I I think that people are gonna like getting a little bit of insight into how you got here yeah it bugs me out when i talk about it yeah because like i was always very uh cautious about telling people how i how i started working for casey like my story at first was always like oh i got it in with jack like jack got me you know i think that uh that the whole like friendship with casey thing you know when you're like talking about oh i thought (laughs) we were gonna be friends yeah yeah um, you know, I kind of felt that same way too, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, you know, we're gonna have a good." But it was very serious. It was quite a serious, just strictly business yep. relationship. Yep. And I get that though. I did too, and I respected that. And yeah, I was like, I "Okay, totally cool! Like, this is we're like here to get stuff done. There's like no time to be friendly, actually. No, there's really no time. There, yeah, there's, there's it's just no time. what it is. No. It's like no, there's no wasted time. If you guys know anything about Casey, you'll see that time is his most protected asset. Yeah, he values his time uh, above everything else. And so, um, what I do think though is that that business relationship and that work relationship creates the best foundation for a friendship after the fact. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's like a mutual respect there. No, I agree. You know, so then it's like now after that, you guys have worked together. Yeah. You know, now you guys are better friends for it. Do you know if that yeah, makes yeah. any sense? Like, like if I, now, if I see him, it's like, yo, what's up, Casey? Now like it's friendly. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Cause he knows the deal. He knows me. And, and like, he I knows know you guys yeah. work together. Yeah, dude. And that's always blown me away. I went from like being this guy's fucking biggest fan to like, now I, I know his wife, you know what I mean? Like I could, I could, I could yeah. like hit up his wife and she'll hook me up with stuff and like, we'll, we'll, we'll shoot the shit. I could hit Casey up and just text them. And it's, it just, it's a trip. It's a trip, it's a trip. <laughs> dude. It's a fucking trip. When I really think, like, dude, I'm, I'm at all types of fucking people. I can't even. 
Like, you know how I told you I was a big fan of Devin Supertramp and how he... Right, like, yeah. And then they came and did something at 368. Dog, you met them. I, I was at the <laughs> Samsung event and I was in line to like sit down and dude, this guy Devin Supertramp was right in front of me. And I was like, I, I fanboyed out and just like introduced myself. And dude, I ended up sitting right next to him for the whole event. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this is wild. And I just, you know, it, it it's just opened up so many opportunities for me. And I'll I'll forever be grateful for to Jack to to Casey to Matt Hackett all those people that like really really believed in you. Yes, dude. Yeah. Yes, believed in. But you. you believed in your. You had to believe in yourself before anybody else could believe in you Dog, too. Dog, I had no is idea. the truth. I had no idea what I was doing, man. <laughs> I was, but you went for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, don't want to get away from that. We got to don't don't Thank take you. any credit away from yourself. Of course. Thank you, man. Because people should know that out there too. It's not about anybody giving you an opportunity. Yes. You gave me that shot. You, you did get a it. shot, but you took the shot <laughs> yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you put yourself yeah. in the position to be given that opportunity, I think, which is the message that should yeah, be relayed, man. if anything else. No, it's, totally. You know, ain't nobody going to come and, and just give you anything. You nah. got to go get it. Yeah. You got to get up. You got you to gotta be motivated. You got to go for it. You can't be afraid to fail. No. You got to get up. Yep. If you fall off the horse, get yep. up. All yep. that. All that. All that cliche shit. No, dude. It, it all started from me just purchasing that camera which i was like way out of my budget the leap of faith oh hell yeah dude i just i had some money saved up and i just burned all of it for fucking camera gear all of it and then i just started booking as many gigs as i can and it wasn't even i wasn't even getting paid you know what i mean yeah and here we are though here i am talking to you you got your own podcast now jeremy you know what i mean like you're doing your thing too dog like dude you're you're killing it at 368 tattoo project you know what I mean? Like now, now, like now that my story kind of is like caught up to date. <laughs> I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that story. It's fucking a trip to like run through it, cause I, I anyway, it, it's completely changed my life, dude. But they should know who who Miguel is. <laughs> that's me, man. So that's that's me. That's, that's in a nutshell. Yeah, man. That's me in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, now now like now I would love to just talk about and catch up with you. About how you're fucking killing it at three six eight, dude. You're killing it. Thank you, Miguel. I know. I like. I want. I like to keep myself busy. Dog, doing you're, things. You're doing the three six eight tattoo project. I got the tattoo project going on. If anybody wants a tattoo from three six eight, we should soon be reopening the uh, bookings website so that you can sign up and schedule an appointment with me, or you can just DM me directly on my Instagram at Sean Pencils. Spell that out, man. Spell it's, that out. It's uh, Sean, S-E-A-N, pencils, P-E-N-N-C-I-L-S. I'll have that in the description of this uh, podcast, too. Um, uh, so check out Jeremy, man. If you guys want a tattoo, hit me up. Um, I'm also, uh, I've also been working hard on the new uh, merch line for yes. 368. Dude, if you guys haven't seen it, it's, it's, uh, I was so hyped seeing that, like, come to, like, fruition. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, oh, shit, Jeremy's doing it. Jeremy's, Jeremy's designing it. And I was just like, yo, Jeremy's killing it here, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Miguel. I, I love the red tab, dude. There's, so for people that don't know, there's just like this red tab on like the bottom left of the sweaters or T-shirts. And it's it's just such a little bit of flavor that's like not even a little bit. It, it's all the flavor. You know what I mean? Like it just adds so much flavor to no, I it. I appreciate man. that, Miguel. It's you know I um 
I also, I think we spoke about last time on the podcast, the Soho Ski Club, my own personal brand. Dude, I like streetwear, merch stuff. I love that brand. Thank you. I love it. I wear it and rep it constantly on the (laughs) mountains. Yes, you're a great supporter. Dude, and I really appreciate it. Everybody's always asking, like, yo, dude, so is that a real ski club? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but you guys, it's, it's, it's in downtown Manhattan. You know, you know. Yeah, dude. Um, so, you know, through working with that and, and, the experience I've gained with that has helped me apply that to uh, working um, with 368 to produce the the new line of merch for them, and it's really exciting. It's it's we got uh, we did our first launch at the uh, end of of December of the end of last year. Um, we'll we'll be launching again um, next month with a whole new line of stuff, uh, a lot of pieces. So look out for that stuff, guys. Um, I'm sure we'll be announcing uh, and dropping some some content around that. We'll give you guys a heads up before that. So that's good. Um, you know, um, I'm going to have an experience in the store for Men's Fashion Week. Uh, Damn. Yeah. When's uh, Men's Fashion Week? I don't me- even know that was a thing. <laughs> Men's Fashion Week in New York is uh, it's like February 4 or 5 fourth through the eighth or something like that or i don't know it's thursday to thursday it's somewhere soon i think it's at the end i think it starts from the first to the seventh or something okay something like that okay um but we're gonna have a really great in-store experience for people um featuring an amazing artist and fellow creative uh ev bravado does like really amazing denim Mm. Uh, oh that's your boy yeah Yes, yes, yes. He makes denim jeans and jackets, uh, garments, different sweaters. Um, just really, really cool stuff. And he's worked with uh, some of the some of the top people in the industry, like Virgil Abloh and <laughs> Harem Preston, guys like that. You know, so I'm excited to get him uh, at three six eight doing a stuff something for Men's Fashion Week and bringing a new audience to the to the store. Um, and yeah, I started a podcast a couple yes. of weeks ago. I got inspired by Miguel. Dude, thank you. Yeah, you definitely inspired that. I thought, you know, when I came last, which was quite a while ago, um, yeah. I kind of planted the seed in my head and I didn't revisit it until, until you know, quite recently. Yeah. And the popularity of the podcast growing. And Casey also does a podcast. So I think a big part of me having it, uh, starting it actually is... Um, that's Patrick. That's Patrick. That's Patrick. Yo, come through. What up, Patty boy? Come through. Come through. That's Pat J. Russell in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. For those that don't know, uh, I share the space with Patrick and Colin, and Patrick just needs to grab something real quick. Um, do you have any snacks for me, boy? Ooh, <laughs> yo, that's some Dan May shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, that's what I was going for, but uh, but no, um, I think the thing like, I finally took the leap to do it was that there was just all the equipment at three six eight. It was just, everything was there. Yeah, it's just too easy for me not to do it. And yeah, I man. thought to myself, you know, of all the artists and creative people and characters that I know, I, yeah. I just I would love to archive and just have you know nothing too serious for me. It's just it's really just about having fun getting down in front of the mics even if we're just talking shit nothing substantial dude that's the just, best just for fun that's the best yeah why not and and 
you know, then see where it goes. I mean, uh, who, who knows? The the that's name the of uh, the name of Jeremy's podcast is Airtime. Airtime. I Dude, thought, and then I was like, fire. I was like, whoa, it sounds really close to Miguel's. I was like, do I need to change it? Make time. No, air time. dude, you're good. You're good. It's kind on. of different. No, man, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. The way that name came up actually is Patrick. Patrick. Later, homie. <laughs> Peace, <dog. laughs> Patrick's just picking up a a Joby uh, Gorilla Pod, and and, and a, a plate, a GoPro, uh, a GoPro, a GoPro m- uh, mount. Uh, Hinge. Oh, dude, who knows? See, like uh, Patrick, is, Patrick <laughs> is currently Casey studio manager, so yes. God knows whatever Patrick's about to <laughs> go into right now. Who knows? Who knows? He's That's probably got to mount it to like the bottom of his Tesla or something in fifteen minutes. In, in, yeah, in, <laughs> fifteen <laughs> seconds. The, the shoot's happening in fifteen. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that. Uh, Miguel, you you should definitely come. Please be on my podcast. Yo, soon. dude, I'll be so hyped. Yo, because I've never been on any. Well, no, no, that's not true. I've been on one person's uh, podcast, which is Craig Adams. I've been meaning to get him on the podcast. He's the reason why I started a podcast. Oh, nice, dude. I I I uh, I was trying to figure out how to start a podcast for Casey. Yeah, I was, I was in charge of that. So I reached out to Craig and Craig was like, "Yo, why don't you just get on my podcast and we'll talk about how to start a podcast?" Oh, beautiful. And I was like okay <laughs> and then like that was great it's wild that's perfect oh um you were you were uh you wanted to know what made me want to start this podcast yeah so pray I've, tell i've always been really um dude i love listening to people like people's stories yeah like legit i love talking and i love listening to people's stories and i'm, I'm very interested in like psychology kind of and i thought this was a good way to kind of flirt with psychology and 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 like how to work on my conversing skills my my, my conver- conversation skills conversational skills conversational skills and i figured sorry i'll never correct you on the no, no no please. no no dude, no 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 please <laughs> please 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 you. Fucking please you gotta correct me man like or else i won't learn <laughs> you know what i mean um and then uh i just first met colin colin uh, Cornwell, who Cornwell. who produces, who's also at Three Six Eight now, producing all kinds of stuff. Yo, dude, I'm so happy that he's over there. He helped me produce this podcast. He helped Sam produce this podcast. He helps you produce your podcast. He's an audio giant, dude. <laughs> Colin's crushing it. He's good. But I remember when I first met him, this idea of just starting a podcast just like, like, entered my brain. I was running one day, and I was just like, oh, dude, I have. I have a good opportunity to just interview or have conversations with some interesting people because of just where I am. Just even that building 368, I have, there's a bunch of creative people in that space. You know what I mean? The actual 368, 368 Broadway. And I remember I just met Colin. I found out he was into audio. And then I call him the next day after I had this idea. And I was like, yo, Colin, um, dude, I'm thinking of having, I'm thinking of starting a podcast. Uh, would you want to help me out? And he was like, oh, dude, that's actually crazy. I've just been actually just bought podcasting gear and I'm bringing it over to 206 and uh, I've been wanting to start one. And I was like, dude, I can't believe that that just happened. He was like, yeah, man, I'll bring all this stuff over. We'll get it up and running streaming onto Twitch. We'll set up everything and we'll get it up and running. And I was just like, how did that even happen? And then all of a sudden it was happening. Boom. Yep. All of a sudden. And then like Sam was... It's the power of the mind, dude. Yo, like, dude. The molecules, when as soon as you think about it, the molecules start start moving in that direction, you know? 
it it sounds it sounds like very hippie-ish and very like new agey and i know a lot of people would like like judge that but dude i'm a big believer of that shit yeah what's the i mean the proof is in the pudding dog yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like how can i not believe in that yeah how can i not and like i mean i do yeah man it's not it's like the what is it it's um the hell is is the uh, mind blank a couple of times it's the uh uh it's what this the book the, the book and the movie the secret is about it's like it, but the law of attraction for, the laws of attraction that's right yeah it, I, and and not, not like it's like exactly the way the movie says it but yeah, you know, yeah. there's, there's to something to that there's yeah, something to that i think dude. so but then there's that like you said the thing that's important behind that is action because you can't just be wishing for shit because if you just wish for shit nothing's gonna happen mm-hmm. the um the execution it's all it's all dude it's all about execution there was this thing about tom Sachs that uh i watched like one of his instagram live stories um tom Sachs was doing a preview for his switzerland exhibit and this lady was asking him about like you know helga that weird fucking yeah yeah like a little perverted speaking of i bought i bought a book last night the the chevy book right yeah i I bought it Thank you for reminding me. I gotta cop that. But I gotta cop that ASAP. <laughs> just do it, but hopefully it's not sold out. Oh my god, fuck! Now I just got anxiety. <laughs> I just got anxiety. I knew that if I didn't do, it, I did it yeah. like two o'clock in the yeah, morning yeah, last yeah. night. I was like, I knew if I didn't do it, it would have been gone. And I woke up the next morning and probably gone. I don't know. We can check. Fuck, see if it's still there. But yeah, so he was talking to this lady about, because she was like asking him about Helga. Helga's like this weird coffee maker. That it looks very, very raunchy. Where it's, you can see like her clit. And, it's so weird. And the clit is it's where so the coffee weird. comes out of. But it's super, super functional and it's made it's it's well made. So this lady was asking Tom, like, oh, if anybody could take something out of if somebody could take anything out of your work, what would you want them to take out of it? And Tom says what he wants people to take out of his work is understanding that no matter how ridiculous or stupid you think your idea is with, you can still get it with the proper discipline with the proper amount of discipline and execution you can make your stupid little idea or your dream come to life and look good yeah i remember you telling me about that and i was like yo that's amazing and it, his i if you guys look it up helga tom Sachs. Dude, it's a weird fucking sculpture. Oh, yeah. It's bizarre. They actually have a zine yeah, yeah. just for Helga, too. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, a little weird. I'd rather take the chef. Yeah, yeah. I'll get both. But if you look at how Helga operates, dude, it's on point. Like, it's amazing how, how she, she like, operates. I know. It's really cool. But it's really weird at the same time. Is is the book still available? It's still available, yeah. Yes. Go cop it. I'm going to cop that. Dude, Jeremy, thank you for hopping on the podcast. We'll wrap it up. That was, like, a easy hour and a half mm-hmm. yo thanks for um time flew by it was really quick dude thanks for being the muse and actually like uh letting me tell my story because i was actually going to do a, a solo podcast and i thought that was going to be kind of weird because i'm like no no i need somebody to kind of like feedback off of i can't just be like just telling my story out of nowhere 
So, dude, I, I appreciate you hopping on and like kind of letting me. Vent. Oh, man, are you kidding me? It was a pleasure. I'm, I'm happy that uh, it worked out that way. And I mean, I think that was just the tip of the iceberg. You know, we can't tell the whole story. Oh, yeah. No, that no, was no. just a little snippet from the past couple of years. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? No, but exactly. Just to get everybody a little frame of reference as to where this all started from. Yeah, man. And like, we'll go next time. We'll go deep. deep. High school. High school. <laughs> Yo, dude, that's. <laughs> A hooligan that's a whole different miguel that's a totally different miguel. i got some stories for you too buddy yes man dude, <laughs> yo jeremy let me know when i can be on your podcast dude. i will thank you miguel for having me this is a pleasure thanks jeremy like last I, time. I really appreciate it awesome. and uh thanks everyone for listening yes thank you all for listening <laughs> check out jeremy's check podcast out, check out the podcast airtime airtime that's on miguel the, link click link below or whatever course. do whatever the thing is it'll, it'll all be in the description tattoos soho ski club all buy that. your gear all of that do all that thanks miguel Thanks, man. Peace. Later. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast. It really makes a big difference for us. Also, make sure to follow Jeremy on Instagram. That's at Sean Pencils. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Miguel Miola for updates on this podcast. Thanks again for listening.